The HF Broadcasting fee and the opinions expressed during the show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio. Good morning, fashion friends. Welcome to Fashion Friday. All right, I've got lots of hot topics for you today. One hot topic in the fashion industry, which happens to be one of my favorite things to talk about lately, is sustainability. I'm talking about it again. I've been talking about it the past couple of weeks, just trying to kind of help you understand, help people, uh, you know, educate people on what it is and ha- sort of how you can do your part. So, um, talking about that a little later on in the show, I have my stylist tip of the week. I'm going to start to give every week or every other week um, a tip for the week on something super easy, how you can change things up in your wardrobe. And it all basically goes back to shopping your closet it and sort of what to look for, how to make something new and, you know, just especially in these winter days, doldrum of the winter days, I feel like um, any little thing kind of perks you up, whether it's a color or it's wearing something new or it's trying anything. Um, so on to sustainability. So this is the hot topic. And if you if you kind of look, if you Google this or look at almost any online publication and fashion publication, there's probably an article relating to this word because it's just, you know, it's gaining momentum, which is a good thing. So Net-A-Porter, the website which sells lots of high-end designer luxury goods. I love, love, love one of my – I'm very familiar with this website. I use it for myself as well as my clients. They have a new curated platform, and it's called Net Sustain Collection. It's basically a selection of consciously curated, uh, crafted fashion and beauty items. So – which I think all along websites should be doing this. Brands should be doing this. Uh, Brands should be doing this both. I feel like you could do this in store as well as online. Really now make it simple. Have a section where if not the whole store or the whole website, but have a section. These items are curated for you. These are, you know, towards being a, a making a sustainability and, and a better and a better effort towards being sustainable. And there's your items, easy for you to choose from. You then, it's the homework is done for you. <coughs> I like this idea. So they've done this, and they th- this is what it is. They take into consideration locally made products. They consider materials because, again, sustainability is not just about what something is made of. So they take into consideration things like locally made products, um, materials meaning the welfare of people and animals and environments. They also consider the process <clears throat> of how things are made, um, the health of health and wealth of the worker, um, and then the ingredients, of course. So in beauty products, the ingredients that would be um, you know where are, where are how is it made, what is it made of which I think is huge. I, I know myself, I recently, probably in the past, I want to say two years, started paying attention to beauty products. Now, I don't use a lot. When I, and I say a lot compared to some people that I see or follow or hear about or talk to. Um, but I try to do the basics, a, you know, moisturizer, exfoliator type of thing, you know, a good soap, a gentle cleanser, that kind of thing. And I recently really started to pay attention to what 
the ingredients are, whether they're tested on animals or not. And I can't say I'm 100%, but I've made steps to get better at it and to understand parabens, what that is, and how it affects my body. Um, so all of that is part of, you know, taking steps to being more sustainable, having a sustainable society, and, uh, you know, my, better health for me. So... <coughs> That is one thing I've kind of been looking at ingredients. I thought, well, I look at ingredients of food. Why am I that's going into my body? Why am I not looking at things that I'm putting on my skin that's going into my body? It's, you know, the biggest organ we have is the skin. So things like that. And again, it's it could be really simple. It doesn't have to be that crazy. Um, you know, again, my regimen isn't very complicated. I use a, a skin a cleanser on my face in particular, a gentle cleanser, an exfoliator a couple times a week and a moisturizer and then you know obviously sunscreen every single day and then my makeup so which isn't very complicated either so I think kind of paying attention to things like that would help Um, some other ways to do your part I've talked about this on the show before but I'll just go over these points Um, which I love this buy vintage of course I'm like oh I've got that covered for sure got that covered in fact I've got a vintage item on the way that I digress. I just thought about this. I just, so here's me doing my part. I'm like, oh, you want me to shop? Absolutely. And shop vintage? No problem. Always high on my checklist. Um, I did find, so <coughs> again, this is this is used, gently used. It is a vintage Chanel belt. So it's designer. It's considered luxury goods, but pre-loved as they like to call it, um, but in excellent condition. And, you know, I get it for a fraction of the price of what they sell it for in the store. This particular belt, you can't find any longer. Um, it was made in, the, I believe, the seven, I think late 70s, early 80s. Um, and, you know, it's Chanel. So I'm, I'm wa- happily waiting for my package to arrive. I think it's tomorrow. And um, very excited about that. So that's my, that's one thing. Resell and recycle and upcycle. So I've talked about these on the show as well. So resell your items. Doesn't matter what, as long as, listen, as long as they're in good condition. And by good, I mean, okay, no tears or rips or holes or they're not completely worn out, um, you know, under the armpits aren't, you know, really worn. You know, you can certainly donate everything to Goodwill or um, Salvation Army. Um, reselling, obviously, things that are in better condition. It doesn't have to be designer. I think that's a that's a misnomer, is that it has to be, you know, a brand name like Gucci or Prada. It doesn't. I resell things all the time. Um, you can resell Lululemon. You can resell J. Crew. You can resell anything. If somebody wants to buy it, they'll buy it. So there are sites like Poshmark. That's for things. That's for all things, whether it's luxury goods or it's just, you know, middle of the road or lower end or you bought it at Target. Um, there are uh, other sites for a little bit more higher-end luxury goods called Tradesy. There's also another one called um, The Real Real. That's also happens to be brick and mortar as well. Yeah. Is ThreadUp one of those uh, <laughs> yes. sites? Yes, and love it. I haven't used it yet, but they I've been... They seem pretty new. They've been advertising yes. a lot. Yes, I know, and I'm glad you brought that up, Bob. Um, I have been... I'm, I like it. I haven't tried it yet. I haven't, you know, researched it, but I've been looking at it, noticing it, um, talking about it. I agree with you. They've been doing a lot of advertising. So, yeah, same idea there. 
Um, and I love the name. I like that name, Thread Up. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are things you can do. You can resell and then you can upcycle. So upcycling is basically just taking an item and having it mended or redone. So repurpose it. So you'll wear it again. And by the way, you can then sell that too. Um, so I'll give you an example. I've had this done with an old coat of mine. So it was a tweed, beautiful tweed coat, not expensive. My husband bought it for me and you know, it has some nostalgia. We were, I think we were date. Yes, we were dating, not married yet. We went into the city. It was the middle of a snowstorm. We took the train into the city and when we got into the city, I was freezing and I wasn't warm and I didn't dressed improperly. And we walked by, we were on Fifth Avenue, it was getting late, stores were starting to close. We happened to walk into Banana Republic and there was this beautiful tweed coat that I, the cut is like timeless. Um, And again, this was over, this is close to 20 years ago, this is probably 18 years ago. (coughs) So he bought me the coat and I have it to this day. I have it, obviously, because, yes, he bought it for me, and it was a nice romantic story. We were strolling down Fifth Avenue in my new coat. It had a removable shawl collar um, that I still have. It's belted in the middle. It's got big buttons down the down the center with, with a belt and two big pockets, and it goes to, like, middle of the calf. Just this classic shawl collar tweed coat that just, you know, I would wear it every single winter. Well, eventually, because I've got other coats, I still kept it in good condition, but eventually, over time, it started to pill a little bit. So I had it um, cleaned up a little bit. I had a new, the lining was actually in good condition, but someone told me, oh, if you refresh the lining, it kind of just gives it a new, you know, look. So I had the lining redone, um, and we changed it out, and we put a color in there. It's like a uh, caramel color and then I had the sleeves cut so they were cut back a little bit and I had faux vintage faux fur added to the sleeves um, as big huge cuffs and so you know another I mean I wanted to change a little more but I thought well actually I don't want to do too much because the coat is really good so it gave it a new life um, I still wear it it has a different look. I think it looks more expensive now. Um, cost per wear, my gosh, we're probably down to 10 cents <laughs> cost per wear from, you know, that long ago. Because, again, it wasn't super expensive to begin with. So that's an example of upcycling. So taking something old, it doesn't have to be an heirloom or expensive, but it could be, and redoing it in a way that you can wear it again and repurposing it. So um, listen, denim, that's the easiest way. We've been doing this for years. We didn't realize it. Putting patches on denim, cutting denim, fraying it, putting things on the bottom, um, making it your own. That's upcycling as well. Rhinestones? <coughs> rhinestones, yes. Okay. Remember rhinestones on denim? Is that, do you think that's coming back? I feel like that was, was that an 80s thing? When it was rhinestones, or 90s, maybe. Maybe. I don't remember. I don't think I ever did it, but I remember seeing it. But. Yeah, I don't think I ever did it either. Why didn't I do it? Let me think about this, because I feel like I would have. Um, I don't know. Maybe I would, it must have been a point in my life where I was kind of like, no. Maybe like college years. <laughs> you know, college years tended to have like really a strong opinion about, you know, what I wore. Mm-hmm. And it was um, it was all about being relaxed in college, you know, being comfortable in college, um, as I should have been. So, um, yeah, rhinestones, when they come, I bet you they'll come back. They'll come back and they'll be better. Let's hope. I don't know. You know, I right away think rhinestone cowboy. That's the phrase that pops into my head. Um, was that a movie? It was a movie, yes. right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, that just pops in my oh, head. Some too, I guess, like a I, rhinestone cowboy. I think. Well, anyway. Yes. 
Yes. Or a phrase in the song, maybe. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, it's great to segue out and off. Um, but those are ways you can certainly upcycle your your clothes, your denim. Um, and, of course, buying vintage or secondhand. doesn't have to be vintage. I particularly like vintage. I really have gotten into the hunt. Some of these websites that sell vintage. Oh, my goodness. And what I really love is more and more there's trusted websites where they guarantee something is 100% authentic. Um, I'm still careful. Um, and, and let me just go into that really quickly. Some of the things, for example, there is a website called Tradesy and The Real Real, <coughs> two of my favorite for luxury items. So if you're shopping along, now the Real Real has stores in Manhattan. So they've got brick and mortar that you can actually talk to someone in person. The other ones, it's um, you can certainly email them and or talk to them, you know, via uh, online chat. Um, so I look at things like this. I, if I find something, for example, this belt I bought. So I looked at the buyer's profile. I look at how many things they've sold. This buyer has, you know, over a thousand pieces sold. And you can see the items that have been sold. It's a lot of Chanel. It's a lot of designer goods. A lot of these um, people, they might be individuals, but they're also stores, which is smart. So it's an actual vintage store or a uh, this this one happens to be a vintage store that's in I believe it was Utah. So you can they've now they've got a website. It's a more of a reputable company because it's an actual store. They say right on their website, we've been selling, you know, vintage luxury items for over 11 years. We've never had one return because of inauthentic something being inauthentic. So um, that made me feel better. And then again, I looked at what they've sold. I looked at their rating because usually websites will have to give them a rating and, you know, top, they'll call them, a, they'll give them like a title like top seller, top luxury good seller, whatever it is, you know, and you get that obviously through um, your track record of selling items. So you look at things like that. Um, most importantly, if in doubt, contact the, the company or the person. If it's a person, I would tend to be a little bit more careful. So, and look at all pictures. So they post lots of photos. They have to be good photos. If they're not, then you should be skeptical. You know, you can always ask the seller, hey, can you post more photos? You know, Mm -hmm. things like designer goods um, or brands like Chanel or Gucci, those things are all stamped. Everything has a serial number and is stamped. Can it be a fake serial number? Of course it can be. But if they're, you know, a reputable seller, they're showing you things like tags. Oftentimes they'll have the dust bag. If it's a handbag, they'll have what's called the dust bag. It's what the bag comes in or the box or the bag or the little card. It looks like a business card that is in the handbag that always has the serial number on it as well as the serial number that's usually stamped into the bag itself. Mm. So there's lots of ways. And there's lots of other ways, by the way. That's a whole nother show um, of, of ha- checking to see how things are authentic. There's other ways to tell by hardware and zippers and all that stitching and all that kind of stuff. That's specifically for handbags. But for things like jewelry um, and other luxury items, um, if, for example, this belt I bought, it's stamped. And they in the picture, they show a close-up of the actual stamp of what it says. So there's w- there are ways for you to protect yourself and to, to see. But I mean, every single seller should be completely transparent. And if they're not, that's when, you know, a red fl- you should raise a red flag and just contact them. Maybe they just didn't get a good picture or or whatever it may be. But um, so those are a few ways to kind of uh, go that route if you're going that route of, of buying um, 
uh, vintage things or or just something that's used and you want to know if it's you know authentic. All right, I'm going to take a quick break and we come back. It's sale time. It's great time to buy what? You'll want to know. Stay with us on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677. Or visit them at adcorpmg.com. AdCorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. We're talking sale. It's sale time, people. So if you haven't been in a store or on your favorite website, now's the time to go or check it out. There are deep, deep discounts right now. I feel like I've been saying this for the past two months, but man, oh man, there's some really good sales right now. Why? Because February 1, or actually I think it's technically February 3rd, but I always say February 1, you will see spring. Spring is going to start to trickle in to stores. I know you think spring. I don't actually don't mind because I'm kind of sick of winter by now. Usually every year by January, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm over it. Um, so I don't mind, even though I can't really wear the spring stuff. I don't mind at least looking at it. Um, and you can, by the way, you can wear a few pieces here and there, which I'm going to get to later and a little bit later. Um, and I'll tell you how you can certainly layer things. But sale time, great time to buy winter things. That's what you've got to buy now. I have a fleece on today that I bought, um, that I bought off of Instagram, actually, that was, you know, like 65% marked down. Um, There were a couple of other things. One of my favorite labels that I wear is Alice and Olivia. There's a store here on the Avenue, um, but I happen to shop at one of them in the city, in Manhattan. Um, Their website, and I I know this, and I shop there regularly, but I know after Christmas things are going to go deep discounts. So it started, I believe it was like, you know, 55% off or 50, I think it might have been 45, then 55. Then it went to... I believe it was 65% off and then an additional 15% off. I mean, it was crazy. So, um, yeah, that's kind of when you, I go in and I really go in with a fine-tooth comb in both the store and the website and see, okay, what did I miss or what could I use to fill in? And there were things like dress pants that do I need them? No, but maybe I have a matching jacket and I want to now make a suit. So that was one thing I bought. I actually bought two things. And... Um, you know, things that, that are really worth it, things that are classic pieces that are not trendy pieces that I w- will hate next year. Um, so that's what I that's what I bought. But I also noticed I was shopping with a friend last weekend, and I noticed just about every store is having really huge, huge, huge discounts right now. So things like sweaters, sweatshirts, pullovers, jackets, boots for sure. Now's the time to buy all of that because um, spring will hit. And and then if you wait, I feel like, you know, the um, choices will get less and less. 
Um, it's also now a good time to sort of add in the color of the year. The color of the year is determined by Pantone, and they called it classic blue. I feel like this is a great all-year color. So great time to kind of layer that in. I feel like this time of year, everybody's been wearing black and gray and darker colors. Um, classic blue is also dark color, but I feel like it's it's a little bit of a change. It's not black. So it's a little softer. It's a little bit different. You can layer in and add different colors with it. Let's talk about that. So Classic blue pairs well with yellow, green, bright white. I love it with just a bright white. I think that's very spring-like. And then this time of year, I like it with things like gray or camel or metallic. So metallic would be silvers or bronzy, coppery. Works really well. Why? Because classic blue, this blue we're talking about, is a really dark blue. It acts as a neutral. So you really can kind of pair it back. This is for men and women. I think this is a great color. I feel like it look. It reminds me, if I have to assign a word to this shade of blue that they're, they're calling classic blue, I would say stability. That would be my word. <coughs> every every color for some reason every color for me kind of gives me a word and i i feel like like a like a bright red i think f- i get the fire. feeling that pantone is presented with a word and then they have to pick a color that matches the word because i th- so i think there's a connection there because okay. why would you go with a color that works very well as as a base to work uh, work other colors off of they don't always pick a color that way. It sounds like they're trying to help the industry sell stuff. I don't know. You think so? You think they think of the word? I, first. I wonder. So if, if they look at, you know, the way the uh, like this, this, the clothing industry is going, or yep. something like that, and they're saying, "What can we do to help?" Okay. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I'm just thinking about because the words aren't always like this year it's classic blue. Well, that's pretty common. You know, you kind of say that, but the words aren't always that easy, let's say. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so they're looking, sometimes they're looking to, to spice things up, I think. You might be right. I'm just looking at some of, because then, of course, we have things like um, there's there's the color of the year, but then there's specific colors assigned to each season. So, um and I'm just looking at that. And then they have, you know, the fashion color trend report for, you know, New York, London, and spring, summer. So spring, mm-hmm. summer, I'll just give you a couple of the names of, maybe you're right. Maybe you're onto something, Bob. I don't know. <laughs> <coughs> They're very secretive about it anyway, right? They are. They are. So, all right, here's a couple of the names. So fiery red, mm. which is, sounds just, okay, classic blue, fiery red. Um, That's flame. something anybody and everybody would wear. Right. And I think the names are bec- – usually sometimes the names are odd names. Like you're like, well, what color would that be? Yeah. You know, like stardust. Well, what is that? You know. Okay, so here's another one. Flame orange. And these, by the way, these are the colors for spring. Flame orange. Another okay. thing that not everybody would wear. You, but you know that it's a probably a bright orange oh, by yeah. the name, right? Yeah. Okay. Heritage blue. Well, no, heritage blue. That sounds more uh, like anybody could wear it. Yes, yes. And the little description they give underneath it, by the way, I'm on the Pantone website. You can catch all this at Pantone.com. It says, heritage blue, a time-honored blue hue. Heritage blue speaks of tradition, dependability, and continuity. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, Blush beauty. Obviously, that's like a corally color. Mm. Um, Tangerine. Oh, I'm sorry. uh, That's not. Wrong one. Classic blue, we said that. Mm. Beetroot purple. 
Okay, that's a little odd. It says a startling and shocking fuchsia tone beetroot purple attempts the eye. So it's kind of like a bright pinky color. Yeah. Yeah. Inter- okay, here's one. Perfect example. Storm. Now, what color do you think that is? <laughs> Gray. Th- that's what I would think, too. It's not. It's a dark green. It says storm captivates with its rich depth, but it's a, to me, it's hunter green. Wow. So interesting, huh. interesting. Interesting. And it goes on. The yellow iris is another one. Rose brown blossom. That's a pinky color. So um, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're onto something. But I also feel like their names this year are a little bit easier to understand, mm. with the exception of beetroot or whatever it was. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I Maybe you're right. They help, they help stores. They certainly dictate the color, and then that color definitely rolls into both the interior design world as well as the – and electronics as well, mm-hmm. as well as the fashion world. And so, yeah, they probably it's probably all one. Helps sell more stuff. Maybe car colors too. I don't know. Car colors too probably. Yeah. 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 yeah you're right. All right. So – uh, my stylist tip of the week. Let's get to that. So this is my tip for the week. I thought about this, and I thought about this time of year, and I thought about monochromatic monochromatic dressing. That's going to be my tip for the week because this is great for both men and women. So I think um, rolling into spring, try to work towards head to toe one color. Does it now? Here's always the question I get: Does it have to match exactly? The answer is no, it doesn't because it never will unless you're wearing all the same fabrics. So if you're wearing a warm-up suit, you know, a cotton, you know, yes. But if you're wearing trousers and then a blouse, a silky blouse, and a blazer or a jacket, that's three different fabrics. So no, the if if let's say you pick camel to wear, well, they're not not all going to match. It's okay if they're a little. I actually like when they're like a shade off, Um, but that's mono chromatic dressing i feel like it elongates the body kind of gives you a stronger appearance and um i like this and i think for spring try a pastel hue and it doesn't have to be like baby pink it could be something like a soft gray it could be something like a really soft butter yellow um head to toe basically head to toe one color and um i i really like this and normally you know me i'm all about color but I like this kind of one tonal, tonal dressing. I've kind of been doing that myself in the past couple of months of wearing, um, you know, picking two, maybe three, but probably two colors in within the same color family and wearing that. Um, so that's my stylist tip of the week. You can always add a pop of color with a pocket square, a tie, a scarf, a handbag, a shoe, a lip color. Um, you can always do that. And um, but I just feel like it gives a very like clean look, and I feel like I don't know this time of year. I, I, I maybe it's just you know me thinking of spring cleaning already and jumping the gun, but I like that kind of no, no nonsense. Um, the other end of the spectrum is we're coming upon the season where it's all about prints, so there's a little bit of that. It's about florals and dots and all that stuff. So. That I will have, speaking of, in upcoming shows, my spring fashion report. You won't want to miss that. I also have an article coming out on suburbs101.com. I will let you know when that that, uh, lands. I believe it's in about two weeks. In the meantime, join me next week for more fashion tips on Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH.
1490 and FM 105.5 WGCH Greenwich. Democrats' final arguments. Massive explosion. I'm Christopher Cruz. House Democrats have about seven more hours to present their case against President Trump. They plan to focus on the second article of impeachment, obstruction of Congress. Wyoming Republican Senator John Barrasso says he hasn't heard anything new from the Democrats. Well, in some ways, it's like Groundhog's Day. About every hour and a half, they start over again. Massachusetts Democratic Senator Ed Markey says the impeachment managers have made such a strong case that he would ask Republicans what more do they need to convict. I guess the question 